You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, next. Let's go. Feeling myself. We're feeling ourselves. I'm feeling my... What? Feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. Are you voguing? I am. And I'm not not feeling on you as well. Feeling feeling yourself. What up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Black Hollywood Live Next, where we talk to you about everybody who's next, up and coming. This is the show you want to watch. It's me, Megan Thomas, at MexScoop on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Periscope. And I'm Cordy Tezno. Keep in touch with me at Tezno's on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, we have an amazing guest for you today. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's talented. She's an actress. She's a comedian. You can see her on If Loving You Is Wrong, on The Carmichael Show on NBC. I mean, she is smart. She is kind. She is important. <laughs> I am Get, somebody. Yes. Give it up for <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. Yes. Twitter, Tiffany Haddish. Facebook, Tiffany Haddish. Instagram, Tiffany Haddish. Yes. Since y'all was calling off the handles right off the top. Yes. I love it. Thank you for joining us today, by the way. Thank you for having me today. You're so much fun. Thank you. I love watching you. My favorite thing watching you in, I know this is like real random, was like, I love the 90s. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Was it the 90s or was it the 80s? It was the 90s. It was the 90s and the 2000s. You could, because you're so funny. And half the stuff that you said, I was like, yes, girl, yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm with you. Yeah, that was fun. They let me write and be like creative on that, so that's always fun Aww, to just be myself. Good. Yes, right, right, right. Well, we are going to do a little icebreaker with you, okay? Tiffany, don't laugh at these jokes because okay. these are straight offline. Right. <laughs> and you're, you're a comedian, so yeah. We're see if you can figure out the rest of the joke. Okay, okay. All right. So, knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> Sorry, I can't even get through this one. Um, Edge. Edge. Who? Bless you. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you was going to be like, edge control. Hold edge on, edge control, edge control. Get your jam. Get you your know, jam. Get that jam, Remember, right. That's from the 90s right yeah, there. That right. jam. <laughs> like you would hit the bottle and it would just like shake a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite thing and to push on it and stuff. And yes. you put it in, your hair smell all peachy it and does. stuff. I, I miss jam. Yeah, all okay. right. Uh, knock, knock. Who there? A broken pencil. A broken pencil who? Never mind, it's pointless. <laughs> she like these are so horrible. <laughs> yeah. I got the worst ones. I heard y'all in a Courtney pick. First of all, these are all straight right. from knockknock.com, knockknockjokes.com. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, what is uh, your best knock knock joke? Can you give us one? Uh, knock knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange. Orange you. Who? Orange you glad to see me? <laughs> <laughs> Were you one of those kids that would do like these jokes back in the day? Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. Get them all off the popsicle sticks. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I Remember miss those? those. Yes. They used to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Did they still do that on Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> now they're doing it on Snapple bottles, too. Really? Yeah. Turn the mm-hmm. cap. You can, it's like a joke or something there. Right, 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 Sticks of right. gum. They got it, too, on that. Uh, oh, yeah. What gum is that? I don't know. I can't remember the name of it, but it has jokes and, like, dares and stuff in there, and they I think it's like five. I'm missing yeah, five yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, yes. I need to do that and be like, ha ha, I got jokes. Yeah, and they want you to tweet and Instagram stuff. Like, they're like, I dare you to just stand in the middle of the elevator and just start singing. And they have that? Yeah, it's like dares on the gum. Yes. Wow. Have you done any of those? Girl, I do that naturally. So, yeah. 
Or stand in the elevator and that's a full elevator and it turn your face face the wall. Right, Don't right, face right. where everybody else just turn around and see how people react. Uh, and, no, like the people hate that. I've done that before. I was like, yeah. I'm gonna just stand and face everybody yeah. with these doors closed. Yeah, or just face the wall. Like <laughs> just when they so when the doors open, it's like somebody like if it stops on another floor, you just turn your head towards the wall, like just looking at the wall. <laughs> and then when they come in, they be like, what? That's like the, that that's will mess somebody up. I feel like, like we really need some like some. Is, are there hidden camera shows that have? Yeah, uh, ele- yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. god, I need to see more of these. You see one with like the some awkward elevator yeah. stuff. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, like this is coming on people to, for the elevator. Okay, we have a couple more jokes. Okay, uh, these like, were pe- not mine. These are pickup lines. Mm-hmm. If I could rearrange the alphabet, mm-hmm. finish it. You would be. I would see you naked. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I, I would put you and I but, together. Oh yeah, you and that I. Would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got that pickup line. What, what's the best pickup line? That you've gotten. Uh, I would love to pay your bills. <laughs> Can I take you to dinner? Yes! That one got you? <laughs> yeah, that got me. <laughs> and then I heard you had an imaginary friend growing up. Yes, I did. What was the name of your imaginary friend? Cracker. Really? What? That was a weird <laughs> name. Cracker was your imaginary It was a bird that I used to talk I had two imaginary friends. I had Cracker that was a bird that I used to talk to on my shoulder. It was like... I created that that character so that I could fit in in school because it was like I, they sent me to this white school and then I used to get in trouble for being racist all the time. But because I'd be <laughs> oh like, "This is number seven cracker," and then they, the kids would laugh, but the teacher would be like, "Go to the dean's office right now!" <laughs> like, and it was so funny because it's like, "Oh, now I'm a racist. You guys oppressed my people for years. I'm learning about the oppression of my people, but I'm racist." Um, anyways, bird name cracker. Of all yeah, names, I'm from one of Polly. I used to be saying all kind of crazy stuff, and then um, I had another friend, uh, my other imaginary friend. Carbolita. What? Yeah, Carbolita. Carbolita. She was Car- black and Hispanic. <laughs> oh, I used to, we used to talk Spanish to each other and stuff. Could you speak Spanish? You knew Spanish back then? Yeah, yeah. Cause one of the first foster homes I lived in was a Spanish family. So, okay. yeah, I got to learn a little bit. You picked up on that? A little bit. Okay. A little yeah, bit. Love okay. Carbolita. I yeah. love it. I love it. Well, let's talk about some casting news before we get into this interview. Um, Shonda Rhimes, the woman that we all love, who's mm-hmm. responsible for Scandal. She's also a writer on How to Get Away with Murder. She does a lot of things. She is a ruthless because she just told Larry Wilmore on the the Daily Show that she, or the Nightly Show, that she will kill off a character because she don't like him. She doesn't like the actor himself. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute now. Like, you're just going to kill people that you like, you know, I don't like you For personal anymore. reasons, mm-hmm. yeah. We don't get along. You're dead. Yeah. Why it was that popular? <laughs> that, yeah. What? But wait, I'm saying, is that something that really happens with showrunners and writers? They like, yeah. we don't like who That's you been are. happening since Knott's Landing, since oh before. Yeah. Wow. You're like, why did you get killed? You, you must have got on somebody's nerves. <gasps> yeah, wow. that happens. Do you, like, ever worry about that? Like, that's going to be me. What if somebody, like, says something to me and I say something they don't like and then I'm off? No, that's life. That's, that's like about. any job. Right, right. I mean, that's with any job. They can I hope just, they don't kill me off at any job. I mean, job. if they don't like you at your job, they might not like you. Kill, <laughs> kill you But they'll fire you. Right, they, right. they remove your soul from the building. You no yes. longer come to work there. So. Yeah. And there's, and she wouldn't say who exactly was the person that she killed off because she didn't like them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she's killed off Patrick Dempsey, Columbus Short, Eric Dane, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, T.R. Knight, Shyler Lee, Dylan Manette, Chris Lowell from Private Practice, Scandal, Grey's Anatomy. I mean, she's killed she off killed a lot of people. Mm, so we don't people know. People were who. saying that it was Patrick. That's what I heard. It might have been because I, I heard it was Columbus. Really? Well, I—I th- I mean, we all knew about his domestic abuse and drug abuse problems that you know were causing some scandal towards 
you know, that's Stand that's up. stuff that you don't really <laughs> want. You don't want that that kind of publicity, but it had to be something deeper, I think, for like Patrick Dempsey. I feel like that he was on that show for so long. Yeah, My that's God. a lot. Let's talk about some, uh, some new trends. Yes. First of all, I love your hair, by the way. Thank you. Loving it. Brides, baby. <laughs> yes. Now, I want to know how you feel about men wearing these clip-on man buns. Have you seen That's them? a new trend. So Whoa. check this out. I don't like it. I'm just going to say that off the top. Let's see the next picture real quick. Okay, let me go ahead and see. He, our, but he look good with it. He does he walk, look good with it. And that looks like that. his hair. What if he walks up to you and is like, hey, Tiffany. You and and he like, don't have no shirt on just like that. I'll yep. be like, what's up? <laughs> you don't even care about the clip, the clip on. And then he takes oh. the clip off. I'll be like, oh my God, put your hair next to my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Let but, me borrow your hair. <laughs> but let's see this one because I was like, how are black men going to do this clip on man bun? How is that even going to blend with our hair, you guys? I love it though. It looks like it fits. And that's hilarious. Uh, with a man bun. He looked like he's uh, in some kind of a Chinese royal family. Right. Like, it's like he's a samurai. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm down for anybody they can actually pull it off but my man better not be rocking no clip on man bun you a hater no I don't think his will blend they gotta get the textures right before they just start putting stuff out that's called yaki we got that it's good we get together if we can do it they can do it I mean if men are running around here with purses and stuff I mean, men if we women, can do the clip on, clip ins. Yeah, and men are women winning woman of the year out here. So, right. you know, hey, why it not? is what it is. Hey, man, All but right. men, hey. you know what I'm talking about. Okay, <laughs> so our next one is our fresh beats, and I know you had to have heard about Adele's comeback by mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. All right, so I heard this one, and I love "Hello," but let me know what you guys think about when we were young. So let's play this one. She be uh, singing real hard from the soul. Her heartbreak mm-hmm. stuff, I be like, oh, you went through it, honey. Right. And even the heartbreak stuff, when she be singing quietly, it be loud. Yeah. yeah. Like you feeling her spirit. Mm-hmm. She is really powerful. What do y'all think about that? Did you hear Hello before? You yes. heard it? Did yes. you like Hello better than when we were young from this little snippet we gave you? I like, I'm not going to lie to you, I like when we were young. Why? Because it reminds me of Bette Midler. Ah, and it's like you know yeah. real powerful and I I am getting older and I get mad about it <laughs> I do I get really upset like I can't even be in the club like this no more right. I'm sleepy <laughs> right. I, I am mad about that right 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 well let's talk about you um, let's get into this you, mm-hmm. you're an LA native right born and raised yes. wow. all day I don't meet that many of you guys right, y'all are right. some unicorns <laughs> out here yeah right? I am a unicorn yeah. the last black unicorn there we go <laughs> Uh, did you always want to be a comedian and actress? I, I, no. When, when I was younger, I wanted to be a horse farmer. That's what I thought it was called. But what? I, like, I wanted to own a ranch and oh. take care of horses. That's what I wanted to do. And um, and as I got older, you know, fitting in, trying to fit in and trying to figure out my way. And I was, like, funny. And then people were like, you should do this. You should do that. And then I just start going with, you know, suggestions. Right, right. Because I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to own a horse in South Central. I don't know <laughs> how that's going to happen. 
And then, you know, like a few years ago, I found out about Cowboys in the Hood. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> that was your dream? Yeah, have you gotcha. done that yet? Have you, went to, have you gone on a horse with them? Yeah, I ride all the time. Um, actually, wow. uh, I used to work at a youth center off of 29th and Central called A Place Called Home. And I used to take the kids to uh, Cowboys in the Hood and yes. let them ride horses like gangbangers that's like, oh, my God, this is a whole nother life. Right. Actually, one of, my, one of my kids, she was like hardcore thug and she ended up becoming an equestrian now. She's wow, like in college and all that and she competes r- riding horses. That's amazing. Yeah. That I'm from is- Kentucky so I love me some horses. Honey. And I'm Kentucky from Texas Derby. so we yes. <laughs> yes. So I feel that. Cowboys yeah, in the hood. I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fell in love with horses in front of the ABC grocery store when they used to have little ponies there and you could ride in the circle. <laughs> oh like- my goodness. <laughs> Well, ABCs, that's a long time ago. I'm telling my age. Oh. Nobody even knows what that is anymore. That's all right, honey. It's okay. It's okay. Ralph's. It is okay. Ralph. Wait, <laughs> right, right. Now, Tiffany, you briefly spoke about um, being in foster care in South Central. How has that shaped you? Because you are just such an amazing person. Well, foster care, I have to give it up to, uh, you know, the L.A. County. Thank you so much. It shaped me. It right. made me, like, who I am. And I, and I always try to look at the bright side of things. And, you know, being in that being in that it was like at first it was really hard because it's like dang I ain't got no mama I ain't got no daddy but actually you know being moved from house to house and and dealing and going to court and all these different things that I had to deal with I think shaped me and made me strong for Hollywood it it actually you know prepared me because there's a lot of rejection there's a lot of moving from here to there you have a job one week the next week you don't and it's just like one one week you're in this beautiful home next thing you know you're in a group home like it's it's uh it's the I think it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Some people take it as oh this is horrible, but really it prepares you for the world. Right, yeah. right, right. Do yeah. You, do you do a lot of work with children who also are in foster care now? Yeah, yeah. I do a lot of shows for them, and you know, talk and go to different group homes and all kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I work at the Laugh Factory as a comedian, but also they have a comedy camp there that I went to as a teenager, and now I give back. I come every single summer and coach the kids and guide them. And a lot of those kids are out of like they're in the probation department. They they're right. like, you know, they were being trafficked, you know, uh, right. human trafficking, and then they get arrested then they go into probation and then you know it's like I get to inspire these young girls that you can do more than just lay on your back Mm -hmm. you don't have to lay on your back to survive I didn't have to do it and I was homeless a gang of times and you know you lay on your back because you feel like it not because you need to eat (laughs) exactly you know now now, Tiffany do you want to have kids one day Mm. <laughs> oh. um, I watched my cousin give birth, and it looks like it's very painful. That was the best birth control ever. I think they should take <laughs> high school girls to the actual delivery right, of a child. Right. Just let them sit in the corner and watch that thing come out of there. You will be Ooh. like, you know what? I'm going to use protection every time. Right, um, right. But, I mean, I always tell myself, once I get a million dollars that I don't have to spend then I'll do it because then I'll know if something happens to me my child will be okay and they won't have to be in a system like I was right, right. now would you actually adopt um, if yeah you I would do that in a second oh, just so it, I'm probably going to do that anyways only because I want because nobody adopted me and I just feel like it, it's one of the best things in the world to know somebody wants right, you right. Mm-hmm. somebody cares for you and I want to be able to get that that's what I you know others. what I, I actually will be adopting a foster kid not anytime soon because lord knows I need to take care of myself first <laughs> but you know it, it's literally been my goal to adopt a a foster, a, like a 12 year old black boy mm-hmm. that's been in the system where people are like, no, not him, pick somebody else. No, I want him. Yeah. Same. Me yeah. and my family, we have tons of foster kids in and out of our family, and that's something that I'm really passionate about. Right, so right. when I found out that you have been in foster care, I'm like, oh my God, I love yeah, you. Already. I want to get me some white kids. I ain't going to lie. What? <laughs> Tiffany, you better go to adopt your black kids. 
Oh my God. You want a raisin to be strong black people. Not, you know I what I'm You gonna change your name <laughs> to Aquanetta. I'm gonna change their name to Bonquisha and <laughs> Lakente. I love it. I can't. I'm just playing. But right. I would. Right, if right. They let me. <laughs> I would adopt any kid. It doesn't matter. That's all need love. And so you mentioned that you, as a teen, you were at the Laugh Factory and you were doing some of your stand-up there. It got you into comedy. How'd you make that transition from comedy to acting? Um, it was not something that I was trying to do at all. Like, I just wanted to tell jokes. I just, because that's my high. It's my safe place. I feel the most safe on stage. Like, because right. nobody can hurt me. Nobody can. And if they do hurt me, I have all these witnesses, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when um, I was doing stand up and one of my co I used to work at an airline and one of my co-workers came and she was friends with an agent and the agent was like hey I need an attractive funny comedian that's a female I gotta find a funny black woman to do this show and she's like I know somebody I know somebody and so she came to you know she found me and and talked to me and she was like you know what, how do you feel about acting I was like I, I just like doing comedy like I mean I can act because I have to survive out here but I just I really just want to do comedy and she mm-hmm. was explaining to me how you can make more money if you act and you'll have more time to do this and that and then I was like oh, okay and so after like 35 auditions which <laughs> killed my soul oh, like because right. it was like no you're not good enough no 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 and I'm like what and the show that she even wanted me for they were like no nah, she's not right and it was just like it kind of hurt and then I booked That's So Raven and I was mm-hmm. like hey <laughs> when I saw my first check I was like I gotta do this all the time Yeah. Now you've been on so many different things. What's been your favorite so far? My favorite, the the favorite, Real Husbands of Hollywood. Uh huh. That's the most fun. They let you be you. They give you a script. Also, Curb Your Enthusiasm was super fun too. I like shows where they they give you a skeleton of like this is what the scene is about. Now have fun. Mm -hmm. Right. Stuff like that. That's my cup of tea right there. Right. Yeah. Obviously, you're good at improv, so right. that makes right. sense. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and the Carmichael show, that's super fun because I'm working with Loretta Devine and oh David Allen Greer. Hello, Woo. I dreamed of her being my auntie, my mama. And then David <laughs> Allen Greer, I wanted him to be my husband until I met him. He just could be my uncle now. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun working with them, and I learned so much. You right. know, they're very, those are, like, just wells of information that you that's, like, gold, you mm-hmm. know. And that's, ugh. I love it. I might cry. You're so blessed. You're so blessed. I, I actually love you on that, by the way. Thank you. So cute. Um, you're also on Tyler Perry's If Loving You Is Wrong. Now, let's talk about this because you are a comedian. This is a more serious, dramatic show. Ooh, yes. What was it like because you had to change and do something a little more dramatic? Well, I didn't really have to change that much because he wrote my character to be slightly humorous. And so all I had to do was just kick back and relax and be myself. Like, just regular old Tiffany, having, like, trying to encourage my friend to get her son up in here because he's fine. And, um, <laughs> you know, that was, it was fun. I love, you know, I really love comedy, but also I love to do drama because then that's, it's a, it's a challenge to, you know, it's just a challenge to my chops right. and just to be, in drama, you just have to be a little more quiet, and you know you don't have to push. It's just super easy. Right, right. <laughs> right. Comedy's hard. That's what a lot really? of people say. Yeah, mm-hmm. comedy is hard. Wait, how is it hard? Explain that. Timing, knowing mm-hmm. the right cadence of it to be able. You know, stand up is probably the hardest job out of all of the entertainment jobs. I think because right there you're putting your whole soul out there. It's just you, and you are encouraging these people to come along on this journey with you, and. You need to be having fun, even right. if you're like cramping on your cycle, back hurt, head hurt. Ooh. You need to be up there having fun because that's the whole point of comedy is right. to have fun. 
Right. Wow. What kind of words words of advice do you have for somebody who wants to be a stand-up comedian? My words of advice for anybody that wants to be a stand-up comedian is to get up on stage as much as you can. If you can do it every night, do it every night, every day. You know, try to find the just the time to do it as much as possible. And also, I would like to give this little bit of advice that Richard Pryor gave me. Uh, when I was in that comedy camp, I was on stage telling my little joke, and he was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Just stop it. What are you doing? I said, I'm telling jokes. He goes, no, you're not. I said, yes, I am. I'm telling jokes. He goes, no, you're not. I said, well, then what am I doing? He said, you're getting on my nerves. That's what you're doing. I said, oh, what? Ooh. What do you mean? <laughs> he goes, look, people don't come to comedy shows because they want to hear about your life, or they want to hear about your problems, or what's going on in the world, or religion, or pop culture. They don't come the shows for that. They come to have fun. So mm. when you're on stage, you need to be having fun. If you're having fun, they're having fun. Mm-hmm. If you're not having fun, they're looking at you like, what the hell did I just spend this money on? Right. So have fun when you're on stage. Mm. And so I've taken that philosophy with me in everything that I do. And I think that's probably why I, I work as much as I do, because mm. I try to enjoy every single chance that I get to perform, because this is fun for somebody, and right. it better be fun for me first. Right, right. Now, Tiffany, I want to know about that one time you went on stage and you just flopped. Like, you just fell flat on your face. One time, girl. That's a bunch of times. (laughs) Well, the one that you remember the most. Oh, gosh. The one time I remember the most. Oh, gosh. Well, it was it's it's like on TV. It was on TV. Uh, I was doing Who's Got Jokes. I had won the Los Angeles competition, and then we had to go to Atlanta. Uh-huh. And it was my first time being in front of thousands and th- it was like five thousand people there. We were at the convention center, uh-huh. and um, it was like some random pick out of a box what to say or whatever. And I go out there and I see all these people, and then there's so many people that you can't even see the other people right. behind the other people because it's so dark. And I'm like, oh gosh, I, I know I prepared myself because they told us what the subjects might be. And I just, I mean, I ate it. And somebody in the audience went, boo. And I was Ooh. like, boo you, boo you. Like, oh my God, I gotta yeah. look this up. Oh. No. no. And then I tried to smile and stuff. I was crushed. I left the stage and I cried oh. so hard. And then I remember Rodney Perry was there. He's like, Tiff. We all taking on the chin every now and then. It's okay. You're going to be all right. I was like, no, I'm never going to work again. Nobody's ever going to give me a job. He's like, Tiff, you're going to work again. Don't worry about it. And nobody will remember this. And I was like, I hope not. Mm. Has anybody ever said that to you? Like, I remember when you bombed. Mm-mm. See, well, good. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nobody right. brings it up. They probably look at me, though, like, mm, you found it now, but I remember that one time. <laughs> That's just the haters. Time. That's yeah. the haters. Well, right, I right. need those, too. Yeah. How do you recover <laughs> from that? Um, you cry, and then you move well, on say, to the like next Once you're thing. on stage, what do you do if somebody heckles you? Oh, now if somebody heckles me, I, I can rip them now. I mean, I've been doing okay. this so long now that it's it's easy. I, I, I welcome hecklers. <laughs> I welcome you. So I will destroy your soul. I'm a unicorn. That's my job. <laughs> you mess with me, I'm supposed to stab you in the heart. Ooh, right, right, right. So. Let's quickly talk about um, your comedic film. You're doing with Kim Pell and Method Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that film. What's it about? What can we expect? Okay, so the film is called Keanu, and it's basically about these gangsters that really want this cat. Like, and this cat is so cute and so precious, and his name is Keanu. And it is a lot of comedy that ensues because you're, when I was reading this script, I was like, why do all these thugs want a cat? Like, what is so <laughs> special about this cat? But once we started shooting, I was like, um, okay, okay, I get it. And and it is 
super hilarious. Method Man was bomb. He is so talented, and he him. really impressed me. Uh, I remember my first time working with him is when I did the Meth and Red show, uh-huh. and I was a professional extra. The best. <laughs> In the business, and we used to laugh and stuff then. And then he remembered me. We had such a good time working on that movie, and I really enjoy being that hard character. And now the, the star of the movie, uh-huh. the cat Keanu, lives with me. Are you serious? Yes, yes. So it's two celebrities in my house. Ah! Me and the cat. When is that coming out? By the way, uh, in April. It's coming okay. out in April, and yeah. Okay, it's and, funny. And congratulations, the Carmichael show got picked up for a second yeah! season. Y'all won't be unemployed for long. Praise the Lord. Yes. And are you, are we getting back to the sitcom era of the 90s? Because I feel like there's a lot more sitcoms coming out. Yeah, you know what? I think people need to laugh. And, and in the 90s, it was a lot of stuff going on. And there was a place where the family could escape to and right. watch some sitcoms and enjoy each other and learn a lesson and, and have create conversation. And that's what I love so much about the Carmichael show is that it's, it's dealing with real issues in a humorous way, but also creating conversation with the family. Right. You oh, know, yeah. like the, the Kel episode where right, we're talking about right. how to eat right and all that and then it's like one of my friends was like girl I was so happy when I came on and my dad was sitting right next to me and then we had to talk about his diabetes and how he needed this and that and I was like yeah like we need to do more stuff like that like cause there is comedy in everything and if we could talk more about the stuff that's going on in the world in a humorous way it could help some people. Right. Not even could. It will help people. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I love sitcoms. Back yes. in the... Ooh. Back yes. in the day, yes. that was my Tiny. thing. Family Matter. Yes. yes. That was... Oh, girl, I was in love with Steve Urkel, okay? Uh, no, Steve <laughs> was my boo. Both of them. I had the cereal, the dogs, and everything. <laughs> I used to try to impersonate him. I'm like, when I meet him, I'm gonna... We gonna hook up. We gonna get married and all that. Did you meet him? <laughs> yes, girl, at the what Summer happened? Jam, 1996. What I was happened? serving food backstage. <laughs> Ooh, and one of my braids fell out. Right there. <laughs> Yes, girl. Yes, a braid fell out. Uh, I got him to sign my fan, though. He signed a fan for me. He was laughing. And I was like, I just want you to know I love you, and one day you're going to be my husband. He was like, oh, okay. Here's your braid back. (laughs) (laughs) Think you dropped something, sweetheart. Because I was, you know, doing him with that right there. And braids were slipping. They was old. I love it. Okay, you are you're definitely a busy woman. You're hilarious. I want to know: Are you in a relationship? No, not right now. Okay, well, what are the things you look for? What are the three things you look for? Good credit, because that's your grown up report card. And if how you treat your responsibilities is going to show me how you're going to treat me. Are you going to be responsible with me? Also, um, now before I wasn't really looking for this, but now I just want. I really want to do that can pick me up. What you mean, like literally? Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. Oh my gosh! You like so that is a what what do you do? So like, okay, when you meet somebody, pick me up. Is that what you ask them? I mean, by the first date, I'm uh, I'm, uh, if I if I'm interested, I'm gonna ask you if you could pick me up. (laughs) Cause I need to know that you can protect me. Like I need to know that you can do other things. What if you date some short guys before some people that couldn't pick you up? Man, older guys. You know, Aww, I was in, I was into the, you know, I had some daddy issues, <laughs> oh. and I probably still do because that's all I attract is old. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so yeah, they can't pick you up. You saw anybody that they back where their back up. won't go no, out. They need me, you know. You be like, I'm dang! After with you finish with them, you got to rub them down with Bengay because they all in pain. Right, right. Yeah. What does your ideal man look like? Is he short, something tall, be, something black, between or? Idris Elba and Boris Kojo. Oh, that's a nice that's White like, or black, don't matter. That's like every black man in the world. No. You said between? Between them two? 
Yes, I mean, you know. If we're talking skin tone, Megan, but uh, no, if I'm we not mix talking their skin tone. I'm talking about features. features. Yeah. And okay. I don't care what the skin okay. tone is or the race. I'm open to any. I will date anything. I'll date <laughs> Pygmy, okay, if he's <laughs> beautiful. It does not matter to me what the race is. What's the difference between dating different races? Like, do you have to adjust how you talk or how you act? I don't adjust, and that probably is a problem. <laughs> no, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Don't I don't really adjust too much, and some, for some guys, I might be too much because I say exactly what I think. There's no confusion on what I want, mm-hmm. or you know, if they are confused, that's because they're horrible listeners, right? Because I I tell you what I want and what I don't want, what I like and what I don't like. Some guys might be like because sometimes I have to tell you what I don't like a lot because mm-hmm. you're not listening to what I do like so then I have to run what I don't like to you and then they be like you're negative no no <laughs> you don't no listen. you don't listen right because <laughs> when I said I likes to chill when I get home and don't really want to talk when I get home see that means shut up <laughs> if you want to talk take me somewhere right and are you like that because you're always entertaining people oh, yeah I so when it, I get yeah. to the house I really wanted to be quiet right I yes. just want to chill with my little dog and my little cat and we watch TV. Be quiet. Like, right, right. relax. Chill. Shut up. Right. Do you date guys that are in the industry as well? I, you, when I was younger, in my early 20s, I was, you know, I was chasing something. <laughs> chasing a dream. I don't know if I was chasing a dream, but just like, oh, how, how cute am I? Like, I don't know. I tried to date celebrities but it didn't really I mean I dated Chingy for like two days and <laughs> really like two weeks or whatever but then we decided we should just be friends and um but not really I mean I've dated lawyers that are industry lawyers or produce no that he wasn't really a real producer and he's just doing okay no no, 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 no. <laughs> No, mostly drug dealers. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Right. Right. When I was in my 20s, yeah, because then I feel like nobody will believe him. He's going to go to jail anyways. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he did. Tiffany, oh. you are something else. Just being honest. <laughs> I, I love, love it. it. I love it. I absolutely love oh, it. There are some gentlemen watching this today that are really like, oh, sliding through your DMs mm-hmm. in three, two, one. Okay, hit the DM if you want to, but I don't date off the DM. <laughs> All right. Wait, do you, would you online date somebody? When Facebook first came out, uh-huh. I tried and realized I didn't like it. I didn't like that. I would prefer if somebody wanted to date me or something like that, and you try to figure out how can I get to her, you know, you try to hit me on Twitter or whatever. How about find out where I got a show at? Right. And okay. come through to a show. Just a little and Maybe extra bring thought. me some flowers and say, I would love to spend some time with you. Right. Maybe and we can get some coffee. Maybe I could take you horseback riding, helicopter ride, go to a nice museum. Get your hair done. You know. <laughs> Not like get your hair skin. done. Take care of your mortgage. Right, right. I'm like, yes, let's go. <laughs> let's talk about hair. Because yeah. every time I see you, there's a beautiful different style. Do you purposely try to switch it up? Yes. Because mm-hmm. uh, I get bored easy. Um, and I don't I don't know. Sometimes you you know how you be looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, okay, this is cool. I like this. And then after like two weeks, you're like, I don't want to look at this anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. I want something different. Right. And um, so, yeah, I change it up all the time. And some people say you shouldn't do that because then people don't recognize you or whatever. But I feel like my personality is recognizable enough. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I got this mole right here. If you don't see that, then... <laughs> Whatever. Right, right, right. Oh my Do you, um, <laughs> is your hair natural? This, uh, uh are this you natural? Is, like, are you natural? Oh, my, are you natural? My are you roots natural? is yes. all natural. I haven't had a perm since 99. Oh, but, really? mm-hmm, Since wow. 99. Because okay. all my hair fell out then. So, oh. uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> 
because I didn't know how to take care of it. But, um, yes, I keep it pretty natural. Press and curls, you know, a weave here or there, you know, crochet braids. You know, I try to keep, this year it's about trying to keep the heat out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I just want it to be down my back like a mermaid. Yes, girl. This time next year, I'll be like, yes, I'm taking my hair infinity pills and all that biotin. <laughs> you all are of that. so Massaging funny. my scalp with Moroccan oil, you mm. know, go to the, <laughs> go to the, the little Indian lady and let her do my eyebrows and then massage my scalp for like 20 minutes. My hair is going to grow in. My edges is coming back. I'm happy about it. Yes. Yes. Somebody hope. You yes, did. You yes. did. Edges do grow back. Edges do grow back. <laughs> now, before we get out of here, what is one piece of advice you want to give your fans, um, just from personal experience, from acting, comedy? One piece of advice I would like to give my fans is no matter how dark it seems, no matter how hopeless you feel, you can be okay. And whatever it is that you want to do in life, just do one thing towards your goal every day, and you will achieve it. And if you can get 10 things in in a day, you'll achieve it even faster. Mm. But just one thing towards your goal, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Just do one thing towards it, and you will achieve it. I love All right. That. Yes. And um, uh, what other upcoming projects do you have that we can look out for? Um, oh, I'm on a, own on a new show called uh, It's Not You, It's Me, and it's Tyrese and Reverend Run Show. I'm doing uh-huh. some uh, correspondence stuff for them. Okay. Um, and I've been, like, producing my own things. I just produced this thing called Judge Ratchet. <laughs> I hope Netflix buys it because it is hilarious. Okay. <laughs> basically, I do court cases um, that you couldn't take to court. <laughs> The real really? hood cases. Yeah. Right, right, right. My character's name is Judge Fennelly B. Ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I cannot I wait. love it. I'm to about Netflix to tune in. Netflix better pick this one up. Yes, because it's hilarious. And, I mean, I'm and I'm doing shows all over. And, yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on. Great. Yeah. So where can your fans find you? You can find me on Twitter at Tiffany Haddish or Instagram at Tiffany Haddish or at a comedy club near you if you request me. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, you, you guys keep in touch with me at Tez Knows on Twitter and Instagram and use that hashtag BHL next to let us know what you thought about Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. And make sure you guys support DraftKings.com. DraftKings is your one week only fantasy football. You don't have to have a week, a uh, season long commitment. You can change or kit your players out every single week. I love it. DraftKings.com. Make sure you use the code BLACK. Because if you use the code BLACK, you'll definitely get a great, great, great discount. So make sure you go to DraftKings.com and use the code BLACK. All right. I'm Megan Thomas at MakeScoop on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Periscope. We love you guys. Let us know what you think. Let us know who else you want to see on this show. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.